Good day. I'm evangelist and pastor Derek E. Wilkes, president and founder of the Congregation of Churches. Welcome to our website and welcome to today's broadcast. We're within a series of messages that we're labeling healing lessons. And we're looking at healing lesson number seven. And we're studying the healing of the centurion's servant. The centurion's servant. And uh, I want you to go with me to the book of Matthew chapter eight, please. Matthew chapter eight. And we'll begin here. This is found in Matthew 8 and also in Luke chapter 7. But let's begin in Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Yes. And uh, let us pray. Father, your word conceived in my human spirit and formed by my tongue and spoken out of my mouth is creative ability that is working for us now in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Now, although we're looking at the centurion servant, there's something you need to see here. So we're going to begin with verse 1, and we're going to read up into uh, our focus uh, today. And let's begin with verse 1. Matthew chapter 8, verse 1. When he, Jesus, was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Notice what this leper said to Jesus. He said, if you will, you can. In other words, I know that you can, but I don't know what your will is. I know that you can do it. I know that you have the ability to do it. It's not an issue of whether you have the ability. I need to know whether it's your will for me to be healed. And that's the case with millions of people today. They don't know the will of God. They don't know if it's God's will for them to be healed. They don't know if it's God's will for them to be delivered. They don't know what the will of God is. And when you don't know what the will of God is, you're not able to release your faith. Faith is released where the will of God is known. If you don't know the will of God, you're not able to release your faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the word of God is the will of God. If you don't know the will of God, you're not able to release your faith. And so he says, I know that you can, but I don't know if it's your will for me to be healed. If you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus wanted this man to know what his will was. So he told him. He told the man what his will was. And once the man discovered the will of Jesus, he received his healing. Faith always stops at the question mark. Faith will always stop at the question mark. This man had a question that needed to be answered. Once that question was answered, the man could move forward with his faith. Okay, notice here, and Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, he needed to say something. He needed to answer this man's question. And he said, I will. Those are covenant words. I will. Those are covenant words. And you'll see that in lesson number eight. I believe we uh, talk a little bit about covenant in lesson number eight. And you'll see that we'll, we'll share some things with you regarding the will. All right. And he says, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy was cleansed. Glory be to God. So once he knew the will of God, once he knew the will of Jesus, his leprosy was cleansed. 
Glory to God. Verse 4. And Jesus said unto him, See that you tell no man, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Now look at verse 5. And when Jesus entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion besieging him. Now a centurion is one that has authority over at least 100 men. That's what a centurion is. Century. Centurion. A centurion is one that has authority over at least 100 men. All right. Beseeching him, verse 6, and saying, Lord, my servant lies at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. I will. Notice again, I will. Jesus is always saying, I will. I will. You need healing? I will. It is my will that you have healing. I will to heal you. I will to heal you. I will to heal you. It is Jesus's will for you to be healed. And if you're born again, you are the healed. And it's his will for you to stay that way. It's his will for you to walk in divine health. He is saying today, I will. He's always saying, I will. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he told the, uh, the leper in the previous uh, uh, story, just a few verses earlier, I will. And he's saying to this centurion, I will. I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Glory to God. For I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say unto this man, go, and he goeth to another come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said unto them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, great faith, great faith. No, not in Israel. And I say unto you that many should, well, we're going to stop there at verse 10. Go over to Luke chapter 7, and let's look at Luke's account. Luke's account, and this is where we'll spend some time uh, looking at some other details. Luke chapter 7. Now, uh, what we noticed from Matthew's account, uh, let's go back there for a second. You go to Luke chapter 7. I'm going back to Matthew. I need to see something. I want to make sure that I share something with you here. Uh, from Matthew's account, what I want you to see over there specifically is that uh, it appears when looking at Matthew's account that the man came to Jesus personally, you see? But the man did not come to Jesus. He did not personally come to Jesus. But when you read Matthew's account, you would think that the man came personally, but he did not come personally to Jesus. And this speaks of the authority that this man, uh, or let's say it this way, the revelation of authority that this man had. He had great revelation concerning authority. So much so, he never came himself. Now you look at Matthew's account, it looks like he came, but you look at Luke's account, you'll see that the man never came personally, which is great. This is awesome. This is great revelation. Luke chapter 7, look at verse 1. Now when he, Jesus, had ended all of his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. And a certain centurion's uh, servant, who was dear unto him, was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. Now that's verse 3. Notice, the centurion sent to Jesus elders of the Jews. The centurion sent to Jesus the elders of the Jews. The centurion never came himself. Now I'm going to let that sit there for a moment. The centurion never came himself. He never came personally. Now, the centurion had a will. His will was to have his servant healed. That was his will. You and I have a will. Your will is what you choose with. 
Your will is a part of your soul. Your soul is comprised of your mind, your will, and your emotions. You choose by an act of your will. You choose with your will. This is what you choose with your will. The man had a will. His will is like you and I. We have a will. This man's will was that his servant be healed. It is my will for my servant to be healed. Now, he takes his will and he embeds his will into his words. And then he takes his words and he gives his words to his servant or servants or, or let's say the elders of the Jews. And the elders of the Jews, they take the centurion's words to Jesus. And those words of the centurion represented the centurion's will. So you and I, uh, you and I have a will. And the, and the way that we communicate our will is with our words. Our words are how we communicate our will. And so the centurion, he used his words to communicate his will to Jesus, but he sent his words, his will, to Jesus through the elders of the Jews. Now, that's important. That's an important consideration. This is why I'm taking time with this. This is extremely important. Now, listen to this. All right, so we're looking at verse uh, uh, 3. And when he heard of Jesus, the centurion that is, he sent unto Jesus, he sent unto Jesus, he sent unto Jesus, the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. So he sent word to Jesus and those words expressed his will. All right. Hold on to that now. That's important. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this. Now, let's stop there for a second and we'll come back to verse five in a second. Uh, you don't, you know, Somebody may say, well, I'm worthy to be healed. I have a right. To, I, 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 I'm worthy to be healed because of something I've done. You know, I've done these great works. I've done these great things. So I deserve to be healed. No, 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 no. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his gratuitous nature. Thank God for his love. But you don't, you deserve punishment. But you, you, Jesus took your punishment. He didn't deserve to be punished, but he took your punishment in your stead so that you could receive what you didn't deserve, which is healing. Amen. So it's the mercy of God that you and I are healed. The mercy of God, the grace of God, the love of God. So don't, we don't want to function like, you know, healing is something I've earned. You know what I mean? And so uh, Jesus did the work. You and I, we're simply to receive of our healing. Amen. Now, all right, so notice here in verse uh, five, the, these elders of the Jews go on to say these words. For he, this person that was ill, loves our nation and he had built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went with them uh, because of his love and because of his compassion, not because the guy built a synagogue. And when he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends. Whoa. The centurion now sends friends to Jesus, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Now, before we read verse 7, the centurion now sends uh, friends to Jesus. So he sent elders of the Jews to Jesus. Now he sends friends to Jesus because this man has great revelation concerning authority. When you have revelation concerning authority, you delegate authority to your servants. You delegate authority to those that are working for you. You delegate authority to those that are under your leadership. You delegate authority. You don't have to literally do everything yourself. You can delegate authority to those that are with you. So the man has a will and he places his will in his words and he takes his words and give them to the elders of the Jews and the elders of the Jews take those words to Jesus. And then Jesus gets closer to the house and then this man 
takes his will, places them, places his will in his words, gives his words to the uh, the friends, and the friends take the words to Jesus. Now I'm doing this in a mechanical, methodical way because I want you to see what happened here. And he sends his word to Jesus. He sent his word to Jesus. He sent his word to Jesus, which expressed his will. All right, and he says uh, uh, in verse seven, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto you, but say in a word. Just say in a word. Just say in a word. So now he's instructing Jesus to do what he did. I sent, essentially, this is what he's saying. I sent the elders of the Jews to you using my words, expressing my will. I sent my friends, the friends to you, uh, expressing my will in the form of words. All right. They carried my words to you. Now I want you to send, to express your will in the form of words and allow your words to carry your will to my house. And when your words come to my house, your will will be done in my servant. Glory to God. And since healing is the will of Jesus, when those words would come to the house, those words would represent Jesus. It's as if Jesus came himself because his words came. And he says, uh, uh, he says, say in a word, verse 7, say in a word, or speak the word only, say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. For I also, I also, now that's a key statement, I also. What do you mean, I also? And how is that a key statement? I also is saying, me like you. I like you am a man under authority. Just like you're under authority, I'm under authority. He's 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 relating to Jesus. I'm under authority, you under authority. You speak words, I speak words. Notice what he says here. I also am a man set under authority, having soldiers under me. I'm under, you're under. I have soldiers under me, and I say unto one, go, and he go. I say it, he go. And I say to another, cometh, and he cometh. And I say to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. So now, uh, he, he's, what he's saying is, I send my words through my servant. I, I send my words through my servant. Glory to God. And when Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned him about and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. And they that were sent returning to the house found the servant whole that had been sick. Now notice here, Jesus says this man has great faith. There's another place where uh, Jesus uh, labels someone as having great faith, and that is with the Syrophoenician woman. And you'll find that uh, story uh, in lesson number eight. All right. So this Syrophoenician woman had great faith and the centurion had great faith. And the thing that they both have in common is that they both uh, are interceding for someone else. Glory to God. It's almost like an intercessor's faith. They had great faith, great faith. This man had great revelation concerning authority, but Jesus labels this man's uh, revelation as great faith. And something else you see here is that there's a relationship between authority and faith. Authority and faith go hand in hand. Uh, authority is released by words. Faith is released by words. Authority can come to you in the form of words. Faith comes to you through words. Go with me to the book of, um, uh, stay in the book of Luke, but go to chapter 17. Chapter 17. So the, the centurion says, listen, Jesus, you just uh, send your word. Just like I sent my word to you, expressing my will, you send your word to my house, expressing your will. Your words alone will do it because your words will serve you. Go to Luke 17, please. Your words will serve you as a servant serves his master. 
And I want you to see something Jesus said in Luke chapter 17, which will bring this home. Luke chapter 17. And look at verse 1. Then said he, Jesus, he said unto his disciples, It is impossible but that offenses will come, but woe unto him through whom it comes. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and he cast into the sea, than that he should offend one of these little ones. Verse 3. Take heed to yourselves. Uh... If your brother trespass against you, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass against you seven times in a day, even, and seven times in a day turn again, saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. And the apostle said unto the Lord, Lord, you're going to increase our faith for that. Because you're gonna, we're going to need some extra faith. They're the ones that brought up this thought concerning increasing faith. They brought that up. Jesus didn't bring that up. But notice what Jesus said. He said, uh... You don't have a faith problem. You have a planting problem. You have a speaking problem. You have a saying problem. And uh, it's not the size of your faith. It's what you do with the faith that you have. And notice what Jesus says. He says, if you have faith as a seed. He didn't say faith the size of a seed. All right. He said faith as a seed. If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed. In other words, you need to do with your faith the same thing you would do with a seed. Faith as a seed. Not the faith, the size of the seed. In one place, Jesus said uh, that if you have faith as a seed, you might say into the uh, the mountain, be thou plucked up and, and planted in the sea. Here, he's going to use a different expression. He's going to refer to a sycamine tree. Now, a sycamine tree or a sycamore tree is only about uh, 30 feet tall. A mountain is about 1,000 feet tall. But Jesus said the same thing in two different places. Matthew 17 and here in Luke 17 he says if you have faith as a seed in one place you might say to this mountain here he says if you have faith as a seed you might say to the tree two different sizes you know the mountain is a different size than the sycamine tree or sycamore tree yet he uses the same illustration in both instances and so it's not the size of your faith it's what you do with the faith you have because a mountain is much greater than a sycamore tree you would have thought that he would have said something different when referring to the mountain than what he said referring to this this tree. So it's not the size of the faith, it's what you do with the faith. Treat your faith in the same way you would treat a seed. What would you do with a seed? You would plant it. If you had faith as a seed, you might say, notice what he says here in verse 6, if you had faith as a seed, you might say, you might say, in both places, uh, when referring to the mountain, when Jesus uses the same uh, illustration, in both instances, he says, if you would, you would say, you would say, if you had faith as a seed, you would say, you would say something. That's how you release your faith with words. You release your faith with words and other forms of corresponding action. He said, if you have faith as a seed, you might say unto this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and be thou planted in the sea and it should obey you. What should obey you? The sycamine tree should obey you. The faith should obey you. Your words should obey you. Now, here's what I want you to catch in the very next verse. But which of you, verse 7, but which of you having a servant plowing? Whoa, stop. Which of you having a servant? So now he is relating verse 7 to verse 6. In other words, faith is your servant. Your words are your servant. And so send your servant forth and let your servant do its job. Send your words forth as a servant. Glory to God. And this is what... Uh, the centurion did. He placed his will in his words, sent his will to Jesus 
in his words through the elders of the Jews and also through uh, his friends. And then Jesus, the centurion, suggested the same thing. Jesus says, listen, you don't have to come to my house, Jesus. Just speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Just say in the word, just send your word and your word embodies, encompasses, carries your will to my house and my servant will be healed. And Jesus did it and the man's servant was healed. Praise God. Isn't that awesome revelation concerning healing? Well, I'm glad you see that because I want to release my faith with you right now. I want to pray with you. I want you to say these words with me. You'll notice that we'll pray with you in these healing lessons. In each broadcast, we release our faith with you and, uh, and you need to listen to them. You need to listen to each one of them over and over again and become one with it so that you can administer the healing power of God to others as well. But for right now, let me pray for you. Say this with me. I will experience a manifestation of the glory of God in my body now. Say it again. I will experience the manifestation of the glory of God in my body right now. Say it one more time. I will experience the manifestation of the glory of God in my body right now. I'll take it from here. In the name of Jesus, I command your body well. I command all sickness and disease and pain to leave your body right now. And I command you healed. Glory to God. Be healed right now. Receive the manifestation of the power of God and let us know what happened in your physical body. Glory to God. Say, I receive. Glory to God. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. I would encourage you to uh, connect with us and let us know uh, your testimony using the link above that says www.congregationofchurches.org. Glory to God. That's what it should say right above my head here. And uh, tap onto the contact form if you're at our website. And let us know how God has moved in your physical body. Glory to God. We also encourage you to partner with this ministry. You can also use the tag. Well, that's all the time that we have for now. I'm the evangelist and Pastor Derek Wilson. We have a congregation of saying to you. Right.